Hello. Good afternoon. Sorry that I wasn't able to come back. Um, last night we had a thunderstorm. Um, but this is the this this is the weekly Bible study we were supposed to have last night. And it's a continuation on last week's message, which was life. And it is the story, a snippet of the story, the first part of the story of Moses which I think is a perfect example and continuation of last week's message. And the title of this week's message is Adoption. God had a plan. But before we go into that, let us pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this time. Lord, we thank you for your presence. And Lord, we ask that you go with us now into your word. And Lord, may we glean out of your word what you would have us to see here and, and just take it in to our spirit and our soul and let us not forget that you always have a plan <clears throat> and even with Moses you have a plan and with your own son you have a plan and your son is Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior and Lord we thank you that even though we may not see it or we may not understand it or know it, Lord, that you always will take care of your people. And Lord, we see that through this Bible study this week. And Lord, that you always help those that will call on you. And Lord, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Exodus 2, 1 through 25. <clears throat> and a man of the house of Levi went and took as, as wife a daughter of Levi. So the woman conceived and bore a son, and when he saw that he was a beautiful child, she hid him three months. Excuse me. So the woman conceived and bore a son, and when she saw that he was a beautiful child, she hid him 
for three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she took an ark of bulrushes for him dabbed it with asphalt and pitch, put the child in it and laid it in the reeds by the riverbank. And his sister stood afar off to know what would be done to him. Then the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river. And her maidens walked along the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the reeds, she went, she sent her maid, her maid to get it. And when she opened it, she saw the child and behold, the baby wept. So she had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrew children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew women that she may nurse the child for you. And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. And the child grew up and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son. So she called his name Moses saying because I drew him out of the water. Now it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown that he went out to his brethren and looked at their burdens and he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew one of beating a Hebrew one of his brethren he looked this way and he looked that way and when he saw no one he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand and when he went out the second day behold two Hebrew men were fighting and he said do the one who did the wrong why are you striking your companion then he said 
who made you a prince and a, a judge over us? Do you in, intend to to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? So Moses feared and said, Surely this thing is known. When Pharaoh heard of this matter, he sought to kill Moses, but Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian, and he sat down by a well. Now the priest of Midian had seven daughters, and they came and drew water. And they filled the troughs to to water their father's flock. Excuse me. <clears throat> when they came to rule their father, he said, How is it that you have come so soon today? Excuse me, I skipped the one. Sorry about that. Let me go back. Um, verse 16. Now the priest of Midian had seven daughters, and they came and drew water, and they filled the troughs of water. Their to water their father's flock. Then the shepherds came and drove them away, but Moses stood up and helped them and watered their flock. When they came to rule their father, he said, How is it that you have come so soon today and they said an Egyptian delivered us from the hand of the shepherds and he also drew enough water for us and watered the flock so he said to his daughters and where is he why is it that you have left the man Call him that he may eat bread. Then, Mo then Moses Then Moses was content to live with 
the man, and he gave Zipporah his daughter to Moses. And she bore a son. He he called his name Gromesh or Geromesh. Gershom, excuse me, Gershom. For he said, I have been a stranger in a foreign land. Now it happened in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. Then the children of Israel groaned because of the bondage, and they cried out, and their cry came up to God because of the bondage. So God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel and and God acknowledged them. And it goes on to the burning bush and Moses' encounter with Father God and the writing of the Ten Commandments. But I wanted to read this snippet because it shows that even as a young child, Moses was sought to be killed. Moses was sought to be destroyed. And his his mother knew that the only thing she could do for her son would be to give him to Pharaoh's daughter and it just so happened that Pharaoh's daughter said to the sister that you nurse him you take care of him for me and I'll pay you. So he never left his heritage and I just think that's awesome. He never left what Father God planned this whole He knew, Father God knew what was going to happen, and he kept Moses and protected Moses until his appointed time. Just like he warned Joseph and Mary 
when Jesus, the Lord Jesus was about to be born and told Joseph to take Jesus and Mary away and come back when, when it was safe. And they did so. But I want to continue with a few verses from Stephen's account as he's given a full account before Stephen's death. Stephen was stoned to death for his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. He was a martyr. He was a great man of God. But in one of Stephen's accounts in Acts 7, 17 through 36. But when the time of the promise drew near, which God had sworn to Abraham, the people grew and multiplied in Egypt. Till another king arose who did not know Joseph. This man dealt treacherously with our people and oppressed our forefathers, making them expose their babies so they make might not live. At this time Moses was born and was well pleasing to God and he was brought up in his father's house for three months. But when he was set out Pharaoh's daughter took him away and brought him up as her own son. And Moses w was learned in all wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and in deeds. Now when he was 40 years old it came into his heart to visit his brethren, the children of Israel. And seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended and avenged him, who was opposed and struck down the Egyptian. For he opposed that his brethren would have understood that God delivered them by his hand, but they did not understand. And the next day he appeared to them as they were fighting and tried to reconcile them, saying, Men, you are brethren. Why do you wrong one another? But he who did his neighbor wrong pushed 
him away, saying, Who made you a ruler and judge over us? Do you want to kill me as you did the Egyptian yesterday? Then at this saying, Moses fled and became a dweller in the land of Midian, where he had two sons. And when forty years had passed, an angel of the Lord appeared in a flame in a flame of fire in a bush in the wilderness of Mount Sinai. When Moses saw it, he marveled at the sight, and as he draw, as he drew near to observe it, the voice of God, of the Lord came out. The voice of the Lord came to him, saying, "I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham." Isaac and Jacob and Moses trembled and dare not look <clears throat> excuse me then the Lord said to him take your sandals off of your feet for the place where you stand is holy ground I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard the groaning and have come down to deliver them. And now I will send you to Egypt. This Moses, whom they reject, saying, who made you ruler and judge? Is the one God sent to be a ruler and deliver by the hand of the angel who appeared to him in the burning bush? He brought them out after he had shown wonders and signs in the land of Egypt and in the Red Sea, and in the wilderness, forty years. Now this gives a great synopsis of Moses's life, but it doesn't go into detail of how close the relationship between Father God and Moses was and it was very close but I just thought it was this gives a great a great view of what God did through Moses and about how God has a plan for everyone and like I said previously,
that adoption is always an option. And as I said before, I'm very thankful my birth mother and birth father and birth family gave me the option to live and thrive and also gave me the option to become who God would have me to become. I could have been discarded, aborted, but I wasn't. I was adopted and I grew up and I thrived and I have three beautiful children, three beautiful daughters. And I'm able to do what God has called me to do because of it. Now, like I said last week, I know there are many different sides to to the issue. But, and I know it's, you're saying, well, it's in the news and, 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 and it's all over, so that's why you're doing this. No, I've been wanting to do this for years. I've been wanting to do this Bible study for years because I think it's important and I think every life is valued. Every life is valued. And I think that shows in the scriptures. I think the word of God shows this in the scriptures. That the Lord Jesus Christ and Father God value life enough that God would send his son the Lord Jesus Christ to die on a cross so that you would have eternal life. And live it more abundantly. Now, I know there are many different situations, but in those cases, it's not 
the child's fault. And there's always an alternative. And I do want to say that in those instances that that happened, that a life was taken out of fear God forgives you God loves you God understands but I also want to say this I'm very thankful that my birth mother wanted me to live and thrive and now I have three beautiful children and a wife and I'm very thankful for every day that I get to be on this earth and to serve the Lord Jesus Christ and to be the life that Jesus Christ wants me to be. Yes. Was I born with a disability? Yes. Is it very difficult at times through life? Yes. But I'd rather live life with Jesus than die and never know him. And never have the chance to live. Let me say that again. I'd rather live life right now the way I am with the Lord Jesus then I said well it, it's not going to work out he's he's not like everybody else he's never going to make it we're not sure how far he'll go in life so let's just Pull the plug now. No. I've never... I've never... Been a... Advocate of that. I... No. Because I believe every life is valued.
have been on several different sides of the issue that has been discussed over the past couple of, of weeks to a month now. And through prayer and through Bible study, and I've studied this issue on God's view of life and adoption for many, many years. And I love the depiction that Exodus gives because it also God allowed him to to know his heritage as well and I believe that if a person is adopted and they want to know their birth family I'm a supporter of that and I think the adopted family should support them in their search for their birth relatives that doesn't mean they don't love the adopted family any less but there are some people that are adopted that have bad experiences with their adopted family not wanting them to find their birth family because they think they're going to be replaced. And it cause, causes rifts. And that's not what I believe the Bible and Father God would want or cond condone. I believe that when it comes time that if if they want to and they're of age of an adult age that they should be able the adoptee should be able to look for his biological his or her biological family without any repercussions and I think a lot of people misunderstand that and I'm not saying that because the adopted his adopted family didn't provide for it for him or her 
but he needs to, he or she needs to know there, there is a part of the adoptee, whether it be he or she, that if they want to open the door, I believe they should be allowed to, and at least open the door to a conversation with, and to at least thank their biological family for what they did, and how they allowed the adult, their child, a chance at life, and to thank them and show them that there's no ill will between the biological family and the adopted individual. And as you can see, it's a two-part Bible study because I wanted to touch on the importance of it, but I also wanted to touch on adopt uh, an adoptee's perspective of it because I am an adoptee. And I wish I knew things that I knew back then, but God has a time and a place. And it wasn't the time nor the place. Um, and, but now I do, and that is, I'm thankful for it, and I'm thankful that God allowed it. So... Remember, God has a plan for you, and God's plan is always on time. Thank you, we love you, and God bless.